Welcome everyone to another amazing Shiro show and I left the webpage open. Welcome my friends to another amazing Shiro show. I am Patrick and I am here with the guest host that direction, I think that Cardinal direction, yeah, that Emerald Nova. And yeah, coming it's... to you live through uh, composite video. No, nah, I have RGB. I'm not a I'm not a plebe. We don't we don't play homie don't play that in this uh in this uh stream but uh, yeah anyways as you can see he is set up in our beautiful expensive bvm i think a0132 whatever it is uh suspended by the best rope technology money can buy in our studio so that's sturdy stuff that's really sturdy rope he should be hanging pretty well those things are pretty heavy so you tell it's nice and sturdy i don't know how to check it I can't help but notice that me there's that two it's... ropes tied to the front of the unit, but nothing on the back. So the the balance isn't making a lot of sense to me. Uh, it's it, there's a robotic arm that's holding the, the the back of it. Okay, yeah, sure. It's tied to a raptor. Anyways, welcome to the show. We have a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot, a lot of news today. Hope you guys are doing well on this beautiful Friday afternoon or night, depending on where you live. Or Saturday, depending on where you live. I think it's Saturday someplace in the world. So if it's Saturday, uh, welcome to the world. Anyways, we got some... What are you up to, Emerald Love? You got any updates? What are you up to, my dude? Oh, boy. I I'm up to, at this point, uh, getting caught up on some sleep. But uh, uh, Extra Life is coming up, isn't it? Is that uh, this weekend or next? I, I can't tell anymore. I have no idea what that is. Okay, so every year, sometime in November, I think probably around this weekend, uh, there is a um, charity stream. So a lot of people will do 24-hour uh, video game uh, marathons, right? Uh, one year I did it, uh, I, I just ended up doing a Forsaken Plane programming for like a good 24 hours or something like that. Mm -hmm. Or something close to it. I don't think it was a full 24, but it was an excessive amount. Uh, and uh, I occasionally go with uh, Shane to do some, you know, Genesis uh, gaming or whatever. Uh, I don't remember if I did it last year. I think I skipped last year. But uh, that is coming up. Uh, so I'm sure someone somewhere is doing some Saturn-related 24-hour thing. And uh, I may or may not be doing a, a marathon stream of uh, coding for Blue Skies to get some more features punched in before January. Blue, blue skies, I see Sorry. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I think I think the, that kind of that, uh, did, I, did I just respect you with that? Up. Sorry. What? Did I just no, 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 no. It just it, it just it's something that like naturally comes up. It's like a impulsive. Uh, it's it's an impulse that comes up every time you say the title. I got gotcha. uh, you. Well. Gotcha. You, you could name it Green Green Oceans. Green Green Oceans. I'd be that down. sounds like an algae bloom. I don't think we want that. I don't know, man. It sounds. Pretty good. It's like a planet dynamic, except less blown up. Yeah. You could do that for that. Like, if you could do like a flying thing, be like, you can fly in planet dynamic. Have like just make the the water green, the grass blue, and then uh, I don't know, put some dynamic things there, like the buildings that are like some H was it uh, H or Giger looking buildings. I think it was just like a dome with spikes on it, right? Is that is that all they had? I think so. Is it's it been a while since dome? I watched it. That and just a bunch of explosions, maybe dead Namex all over the place. Namekians all over the place. Whatever 
Floats your boat. Some really terribly drawn trees. Really bad. Like a, and a lot of filler. Two, two different kinds of foliage in, on Namek, no matter where you went on the planet. It was uh, a stick with a bush-like head on top of it that was supposed to be a tree, and just bluegrass. Bluegrass and, and high tides forever. Or yeah, no, green and, grass and, and high tides no, forever. No fauna, no no fish, just, just... Okay, there's frogs. There's frogs with antenna on them. That was, that was the most alien we got. I like froges. Love froges. But uh, anyways, uh, why don't we? Oh, move... I, I like the, uh, the the space ghost uh, illusion there. That that I, I'm, let's go with that. Yeah, I'm space ghost, coast to coast. Can you do uh, the, uh, the 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 uh, what you call it? The arm beams? No. Anyways, why don't we move on to the news? We got a lot of news. We got a lot to cover, and I will make space ghost references on my other podcast, which you check out. The Spirit Hunter, Spirit Hunter podcast. Check it out. We cover Hunter Hunter Yuhawk show. No, it's inappropriate to bring us up on this cast, but I don't care. So okay, go. Just a real quick. Uh, Una Igma Chawaneha. Just watch it. Yeah. Any or listen to it, I guess. Anyways, I guess today's Guy Fox Day here or something. So don't forgive and forget. Is that what they say for the anonymous? Uh, the anonymous. Yeah, yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah. That's this. And and anonymous. I don't think I don't think uh, anonymous guys are wearing that mask anymore. I think uh, the whole Scientology thing threw that whole thing in the toilet. No, they just sent, they just send death threats now. But anyways, uh, when we get to the news, we're gonna cover something that came out last weekend, right after the show aired, was Pandemonium's Saturn NBA Jam. Uh, video which uh, was amazing as always it's a how long was it i'll just check the video time here because i forgot an hour and 15 minutes an hour 15 yeah so uh i i I sat through it uh when we 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 got a little bit of a pre-release for all the the shiro insiders so that's yet yet another benefit for people that want to contribute to the this show which uh i don't get anything back from this i'm just guest starring right now he gets on the uh, show that's what he gets from it yeah, that's, that's okay. That's what, yeah, I, get, I get. I get on the show to plug things that I can't make money off of anyway. But uh, he also gets to stay in my yeah. house, which is also another benefit of being a Patreon. That did happen. Okay, you know what? Yeah, free rent, free rent to Pat's house. Uh, you know, just give twenty bucks, and that's that's uh, free rent for life. Didn't you? You only paid like five bucks for the parking that one day. Wait, wait, no, no, no. The the uh, the Patreon uh, tier, right? Oh yeah, the Patreon tier. Yeah, the stay in my house tier. Yeah. But anyways, yeah, twenty yeah. bucks. Uh, but actually, if you're three and above, you get a new tier. I think we brought this up last time, but you get early pandemonium videos, which this came out about a week before the the official video drop. So if you're also a fan of pandemonium, because we're I guess technically producers on a show, I technically that's how it goes. I didn't discuss it with him, just, but he was nice enough to allow us to add that to our tier. So if you are big fans of uh, pandemonium, you want early videos, uh, three bucks and up will get you. An early video, which everyone got to see, and it was a, uh, it was a lot of fun. They had a lot of good antidotes. They have a, lot of uh, discussion with Iguana Software, uh, Illumini. A lot of discussion on people that sadly passed away. This guy here, uh, uh, J Moon, R.I.P. J Moon. But, uh, a dollar a month to sell my soul. Three dollars a month to sell your soul. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, J yeah. Moon is producer on the on the on the uh, the original NBA Jam. I think it was the port for Genesis. I think, or maybe he did the actual. I can't remember, but 
I need to watch a video again, obviously, but you know what? That's a good opportunity to watch it. It's about an hour and 50 minutes, so I'm almost Lord of the Rings level of length. So if you would rather watch Pandemonium instead of Lord of the Rings, which I would rather do. Was it an hour 15 or an hour 50? Hour 50. Almost two hours. Oh, crap. It was almost two hours? I don't even remember it being that long. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually it flies by. Right. Yeah, it does. It, it was it was, it was, was a really uh, interesting watch. Uh, th this actually sparked a, a small debate over at SX. Uh, unfortunately, at the time, we couldn't share the video because not everyone was, uh, was an insider yet. But... Um, there, there was a little discussion about the capabilities of the PlayStation. And uh, I think we, uh, well, not we, but some of the SX guys, I, I kind of blindly quoted what uh, one of these devs was saying around the 40 or 42 minute mark or something about how the PlayStation put down like 80, or sorry, not, not 80, sorry, 8,000 8, polygons or 8,000 sprites, 8,000 16 by 16 sprites on screen without losing frame rate, uh, which... Uh, the SX guys were, were arguing, you know, uh, you know, if, if, if you actually write it out, that's multiple sprites per, like, cycle or something like that. It's literally impossible. Yeah, that guy. That guy right there. Um, yeah, so, so if, you, if you go and watch the video. So with, with, with a grain of salt, because these guys are trying to remember stuff from, from like, a couple decades ago, what we think he meant was that there were 800 sprites on screen without a drop in frame rate, which is more along the lines of what these systems were capable of. But it was I, it was interesting because we ended up arguing with about that point for a couple hours because uh, Mr. Hotview was also doing a similar demo about stress testing the Saturn with uh, a series of balls. I love balls. Yeah. But anyways, about uh, enough about my ball fetish. Uh, basically, uh, the video is really good. Um, like I said, it sparked a bit, and it's really interesting. I watched it, and I. Honestly, I've never played NBA Jam. I'm not a big NBA Jam guy. I am an NFL Blitz man to life. Uh, go Cardinals. But, um, yeah, I did not know much about it, but now I'm actually really wanting to play it now because I really think it's interesting. And now that I know the Japanese copy is the best copy, I might just pick that up. Um, yeah, if you want to uh, watch it, it's on YouTube. Uh, you're able to watch it now. Uh, it's about an hour 50 minutes, so get some popcorn, get some... Popcorn and get some popcorn and uh, sit down and watch it. It's a great, uh, great video, and Pandemonium did a good job on it. Our Nick, Mr. Nick, love you, Nick. It's really, really high production value. Like, it's surprisingly high considering how few of Pandemonium's videos that I've seen before, probably not any of the recent ones, but like, it's actually filmed like a, like a proper, you know, special. Like, you, 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 mm -hmm. you'd imagine seeing something like this on, on TV. For real. And it was really good. I really enjoyed the video. And I think uh, anybody that, that loves documentaries, video game documentaries, just love NBA Jam should watch it. I know I loved it. I know uh, I know Emerald Nova loved it. I don't know if Night of Dragon loved it. That's still out for debate. <laughs> we'll, uh, we'll see on that. But uh, we got a lot of news, so we better go forward with the next article, which is, of course... Our latest podcast, the Overlooked and Alternative Halloween Saturn Games, with our Patreon guest hosts. So we had a couple people I know, we had Night of Dragon, we had uh, our very special guest, um, uh, Seawen, who was on the podcast, and we talked Halloween games, so you can see I didn't have my green screen ready, so if you want to see what my, desk, my setup looks like without the green screen, you got video footage of it. 
I think it was just me and Dave. No, it was, there was a few people on video, but I think it was only me and Dave on video specifically. But yeah, uh, we covered covered a lot of interesting games. I covered uh, the game, um, the game uh, Space Hulk, which is a Warhammer 40k game. I know there's a lot of uh... oh, the heck. Uh, I know there's. Okay, that was weird. Uh, I know there's a lot of uh, a lot of issues with that game, but I really enjoyed it. I'm a big Warhammer 40k guy, so I don't know. Are you a big Warhammer 40k guy? Do you not like Warhammer? Do you uh, wish that I... the Tyranids would kill all these Space Marines? Because I know I would. I, I I never actually got into Warhammer. I, I was mostly um, a D and D three five guy, and then you know D twenty systems. Uh so you Played only play good games then. Uh, I'm sure Warhammer. If 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 money is not an object, Warhammer is supposedly a good game. I'm just I've never done one of those tabletop big battle styles. It's like uh, one character at a time. Yeah, yeah. There's also the RPGs and all the countless books and games you could play. Uh, I I did the I do the RPGs once, so that's how I got into the Warhammer 40k universe, and it's pretty interesting. Uh, and by interesting, I mean convoluted and uh, confusing. I like the orcs. Uh, I don't. No, I'm just joking. I like the orcs. The orcs are the best part of the Warhammer 40k universe. I, they literally, basically the way they describe the universe to me is like, uh, everyone's miserable except the orcs is the easiest way to describe the Warhammer 40k universe. Everyone's at war and hates each other and themselves and the orcs just being orcs. So it's like, best way to describe it. I love Warhammer. Um, there's a lot of other games that we covered. I unfortunately didn't really contribute too much to this one just because I was so busy that week so I only really had time to talk about Warhammer but you know there's, there's never a bad time to talk about Warhammer right? I mean I don't, I don't if, if you don't have any money and you're just trying to get into a cheap game I think it's always a bad time to talk about Warhammer fair enough well you can always play the countless games or books probably not Space Hulk though the game's alright but I definitely I don't know I don't if you think play you want to sit down and play it Warhammer game, play Vermintide Ooh, or or get ready for uh, was it the Dark Tide? I want. I'm excited for Dark Tide. Rheumatide's the Actually, the fantasy one though, not the not the 40k though. Yeah, I don't know anything about Dark Tide. I haven't I haven't heard of it. I just know about Vermintide. Uh, it's basically the Warhammer 40k equivalent of Vermintide. You fight. Uh, you you fight as the Inquisitors on the Imperial Guards, and I can't remember. I thought, if, wait, I thought Vermintide was was a 40k game. No, that's Warhammer Fantasy. Oh. Uh, okay. So there's two different games. There's the game. Uh, there's the game that uh, Games Workshop cares about, which is Warhammer 40k, and then there's uh, the game that they don't care about, which is the original Warhammer Fantasy. But uh, the money just rakes in for the 40k. Fantasies is kind of eh. I don't know. But yeah, I know a lot of people like fantasy, so hopefully you guys don't hate me for that comment. Just uh, just the way it is, Warhammer. Or Games Workshop doesn't care about you. I'm sorry. <laughs> Play something better. But anyways, uh, sorry about that, guys. But uh, yeah, fun Halloween cast. I had a lot of games. Uh, it's up on YouTube and our podcast. Uh, sorry, on our audio podcast form. So anywhere that we stream it, it's up there. So if you guys missed it, check it out. Uh, highly recommend listening to it. There's some good games we talked about there and some obscure ones. So... Uh, definitely take time and play it. Uh, I guess I'm going to address some comments, so... Does the FPS Warhammer on the PS3 count? Uh, yes. Wait, well, there was an FPS one? 
Uh, if it's, I think the only one I could think of on the PS3 was uh, uh the the one you, the Space Marine one where you play the Space Marine third person and it counts, but it's uh, it's alright. I think it was on PS4 actually though. I could be wrong though. Um, and somebody asked, "What's your favorite genre of games, Pat?" Uh, probably shoot 'em ups or possibly uh arcade games. It's in that genre. I like RPGs. I like some of the arcade games, so the pickup stuff, so like uh, uh, 2D fighters or shoot 'em ups. I answer that real quick. But yeah, probably those games and some RPGs. If I had to pick a favorite genre, or card games. I love card games. I need. I can't get enough of card games. So, I know Emerald knows my love of card games, except when somebody explains not? the rules to me for 12, 25 hours uh, and then oh, and then plays. Sol was it? What was it? What did you refer to when people just play forever? Solitaire. It's just um, so yeah. When the we've we've told the story before, but essentially, uh, the guy took an extensive amount of time explaining to us how he would tap and untap probably about a hundred uh, mana or so in order to win the game. Um, I was so getting we really were, frustrated. It was, less, it was a college lecture on how to lose. Pretty much. I was surprised though. I I was I was afraid. I was shocking with how much. How much angry? How much? How much angrier? How angry I was getting? I was like, "Oh crap! Is he gonna be like, man? This Patrick's a psychopath." <laughs> like I was like getting yeah, unreasonably I angry. I was like, "Oh my gosh! You kidding me? Come on, dude! I don't want to be explaining these rules for twenty five years. Just like, let's play." Because like I guess people that don't know Commander is like a casual format. It's not supposed to be taken seriously. Like if you mess something up, it's not a big deal. It's it's a fun casual game. It's not supposed to be taken seriously, but unfortunately, uh, Magic players take games way too seriously. <laughs> and this is why I play Pokemon. Yeah, maybe I should too. But uh, we'll talk about that in a later segment, Saturn Dave. Uh, the next thing I want to talk about in the news is the new Saturn platformer Zygo. So um, I guess this was submitted one of the submissions for... Uh, by Jay Beretta. Do you know anything about uh, about uh, Zygo? No, nothing about Zygo. I've not had a chance to play it yet, besides the fact that it looks good. Uh, it, th this is this is basically exactly what the competition is for: is to have somebody that nobody's ever heard about just kind of you know push a game out uh, by complete surprise. Uh, this this is exactly what we're looking for. It's probably going to do very well in the competition. Uh, I'm not a judge, so I can't say. But uh, you know, as far as I can tell, it looks good. Yeah, I was looking at a video of it, and it looks uh looks very good. It's like a uh, it's a it's a a two D uh, platformer. It's definitely in its early stages, but it looks really interesting. I love two D platformers, and really enough, there's a there was not a lot of two D platformers in the competition last year. I think there was only the Castlevania remake, right? So uh yeah, there, there's Mr. Cotfuse game. I think it was called Heroicvania. Heroicvania, uh, that's that, it. Heroicvania. Yeah, yeah, and, and that that was made, I think, uh, out of y'all as opposed to Joe Engine, because that's mm. Mr. Tachi's thing. Uh, this looks like it's made out of Joe Engine, and the thing is, Joe Engine does give you tools to make a Sonic the Hedgehog clone. I mean, it's not it's not a fantastic uh, clone because the physics are they're a little bit off. I mean, this one looks fine. Uh, but the thing is, just in general, the collisions involved, uh, even in 2D, for a platformer with, like, sloping and ramping hills is just complicated enough to not want to deal with if you can get away with it. Um, you know, it's just, it's just, uh, it requires very precise collision and, and how to deal with 
you know, you need to go up one pixel or two pixels or however many things. Uh, it takes some fine tuning and uh, it's it's annoying. So th this, I'm assuming that he, either he, the uh, Jay Beretta has either used the uh, Joe Engine map editor and and some of the, the baseline code from the Sonic the Hedgehog game to make this, or he did a whole bunch of work in order to recreate a physics engine in order to get this to work. Uh, looks like he was using uh, uh, using C using uh, the Joe Engine for this game. Yeah, he's using Joe Engine. Yeah, but you asked saying if he might be using the map editor. So, so the map editor has this built-in thing for creating two D maps, and mm -hmm. this looks kind of like what might have come out of that. Uh, and uh, part of that is um, a sample code that is like a basic Sonic game that uh, handles uh, a lot of the very very basic physics for you like it the the map editor gives you some collision maps or what have you um um oh, okay sorry I was, I was reading a comment i thought they were talking about this but um that about tomb raider yeah we'll i don't know exactly that. how this was being, what they're talking about tomb raider we'll get to that okay yeah so i don't know exactly how this is made but i suspect even with uh using joe's map editor there's a lot of work being shown off here in terms of getting this to play a lot better than that Sonic demo does. Yeah, no, it looks interesting for sure, and I'm really excited to see like the 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 bits and pieces of what he went to it. Excuse me. I'm excited to see what he what like. I definitely want him on the show, so I'd be excited to see what he thinks of it and like what he he thinks of the competition. And I'm interested in how it fares. Uh, Martin just sent me a picture. Uh. Thank you, Martin. That was a good game. Uh, so, uh, yeah, I'm interested to see how the game fares in the competition and see like his creative mind. Because I know we love talking to the developers, so I'd be interested to see what he did during that process. Because I know we're going to do that again for sure, where we talk with the developers, we see what they did with the game, and uh, go into the depths of how they developed it. Because at least I think that at least for me was the most fun about the competition, in my opinion, was that I was just going through them and seeing it and talking what what they wanted to do better for the next one. And I think that's half the fun about it is just like talking to people about it and seeing what awesome projects they came up with. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. And uh, hopefully, uh, Beretta will 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 share the code base for this. But if not, that's fine too. Uh, most people don't share the code for uh, the entries, but um, or at least not not in an easily accessible format. Uh, but yeah, this 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 looks impressive, and uh, you know it, you know it's, 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 we're we're going to probably see a lot of uh, another good round of interviews, just like last year, in terms of uh, how, what did you do, how'd you do it, et cetera, et cetera. Exactly. So uh, definitely look out for uh, Zygo in the in the competition if you'd like to play it yourself. There's a link to download in the uh, Sega Saturn Shiro article. If you want to look on the website for this uh, article. And you can uh, launch it up on your own Saturn. I have not launched it up on my own Saturn yet, so I'll go do that and let you, know, let you guys know. Uh, let me know, and I'll let you know what I think about it. Yeah, so so far it looks like we only have... Um... No, we have three. We have three entries. Uh, Damage X just uh, submitted something uh, a couple days ago, actually. So that probably hasn't even had a, uh, a chance to get an article or anything like that. But yeah, the, the, the things are starting to pile in. Uh, I haven't submitted Blue Skies yet. Well, I'm, I mean, that's Zenos's game to submit, but um, I, I think we're waiting on more improvements and we're probably just going to end up coming down to the wire like last year and submitting uh, whatever fixes we have by the 31st. Nice. Well, I'm excited to play everything you guys got, and it's not too late to submit. 
If you guys want to participate in the competition, submit your games, and uh, let's see what you got. Like, uh, quote, Olympus get show me what you got. Yeah. I, I want one of these devs to, to come on during an interview and just start talking smack and, like, how, you know, you know the, the competitions. And, like, I want to go, like, full-on uh, Hulk Hogan, Macho Man during one of these interviews. Everyone's too nice. Yeah, they should just rip my arm off, but that's besides the point. Anyways, <laughs> I'm moving I on. I want them to rip my arm out of its socket. That's what it means. But uh, anyways, uh, moving on to the uh, wireless 3D pad mod. So this was a twofer where uh, basically we, we talked about back in March of 2021 that Drew Kanaz uh, put together DIY and setting up a wireless uh, model uh, model one Saturn pad, or I guess uh, I guess the boomerang controller which is not my favorite but i like the uniqueness of it like i love the i love the, the design of it and even though it's it's a weird thing i definitely think that it's worth the wireless mod on it because as you know everyone always gets attention on the sort of the uh, mark two pads and this one's the mark one which is not a lot of love mostly because the shoulder buttons are kind of kind of not good i don't know anybody like like them in this chat and think they're better than the model twos or I guess the okay, so, Japanese style pad. Okay, so so everything I know about the Sega Saturn tells me that the Japanese controller is just better in basically every way. Mm -hmm. um, I use the Japanese style controllers. I, I have an American style controller sitting around somewhere in a box, never to be touched again. But yep. um, but as far as this uh, this uh, wireless pad mod, I thought that was just for the 3D controller. Yeah, uh, this this is uh this is the the first one, but uh, essentially, if, if fast forward another couple months, and Drew's working on a mod for the uh the 3D pad actually. So it's a good segue into that. So he's basically taking uh did a good bonus. I think it's an another Arduino board. I don't know the exact details. Uh, but yeah, like I said, it's demonstrating the input right here. I'm gonna mute that. So just him uh, demonstrating the inputs with the controller and showing off the controller working. It's pretty cool. Pretty good stuff. I'd be uh, interested in seeing the um, the the lag for this, like uh, the timing. Um, I'm hoping that it's it's fast enough to be you know within the same frame. Yeah, the thing is that this seems like a independent project. It's something you want to put together. So I don't think it's going to be retail, sadly. But it's still pretty cool. I like to see it actually in action. And then uh, later on on September 7th uh, on the Sega Saturn Tactical Forum, Izzy Patrick picked up the torch and started running uh, Folk Tilt with it and built their own mod on top of the foundation that Drew sort of established. So I'm trying to pull up this image here. It's going to... Oh, oops. Uh, just don't look at my Facebook. That's weird. See, it's kind of hard to read. So yeah, Bluetooth PC, OLED support. Uh, and it looks like a. It's kind of cool because the way they designed it, they 3D, 3D printed like a back on there. So it's like a little a uh, back padding on it. With oh wow, that's a really cool little board. And just shoved it on the back there. Like you see, it's like a little pack thing. So it's like all wireless and stuff. I'm pretty sure they they probably had to remove the wiring from them and so and soldered it. But it's still really insane. So yeah, like I said, the the plans for the mod include the so the solderless install. 
Now that's ballsy. I'm interested to see how that would work. Bluetooth PC, mode switching, OLED support, USB lipo charging, battery charge percents, and certain status. Tilt inputs, roll functionality. Jeez, this is going above and beyond. Yeah, so, so I was about to ask. I don't see a battery anywhere in these pictures. Uh, I think like I'm not sure on Austin. It might just be hidden away somewhere. But it might be like somewhere in like in the like maybe it's like somewhere like a lithium ion that's attached in there. That's what I think. Okay, I think of, like this little pack right here, possibly. Yeah, I mean, I, I imagine like uh, for something like this, you can get away with like a a triple A AAA or some. Well, maybe the voltage wouldn't match, but uh, I don't. And I don't imagine it would take a whole lot of power these days to send out a two point four gigahertz signal. Not really. Like there's a little battery in the back of like this the the Saturn pad I have. It's kind of hard to see, but you kind of oh it's it's gone. It's censored out. But there's like a yellow pad <laughs> battery thing. But yeah, it's it's there. Just pretend that that the blankness is where the battery is. Just take my word for it. I know it's hard to do that with who I am, but you got to trust me, people. You got to trust me. You got to trust me. But uh yeah. And the ultimate goal is the monitors release more, much, as much information as possible so you can either make it yourself or somebody could pick it up and really sell it. And uh, and even as recent as October 24th, there have been like significant changes to the, the project. So things are changing, different, different uh, parts. And of course, it's probably going to be feasible for right now with all the port shortages, but I think it'd be really cool. Thank you. Somebody trust me. KS, KS thank you. I'm glad you trust me. I'm a trustworthy person, really. I don't, I, I promise I don't lie. I, I don't know. Emerald doesn't, Emerald looks like he doesn't believe me. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm a little bit distracted. I'm, I'm trying to follow this conversation in chat that has like nothing to do with anything that's happening. <laughs> They're arguing about, uh, uh, there's a lot of people arguing about quads and what quads are, and I'm not sure that anyone is saying anything that I agree with right now. Nobody says uh, anything I agree with ever. No. But I, I actually haven't paying attention. I've been sort of running the show. But you keep on. Yeah, I mean, no, yeah, exactly. Keep, run the show. The show's the show. Keep the um, keep keep the chat and track and make sure they're staying on topic, or maybe not. I don't know. They can have their own conversation about quads. I don't mind. Let's, let's, Just let's, let's let's throw a little bit of love toward Martin Evans. He's been uh, super supportive this whole show. Yeah, I love you too, Martin. I trust you with my life. Okay. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. Uh, I probably like jumped in front of a bus. I think that's good, good one. But anyways, uh, like I said, uh, this is a really cool option. Uh, of course it's all homebrew for now. I mean, it definitely looks that way. So there's really nothing promised or nothing sort of like in the works for being sold to people. But I hope uh they figure out a way to make this uh sort of doable or at least sellable. And I definitely would buy some. I just hope it's not as expensive as the, the the Dream Connects that are like hundreds of dollars. They're cool, but I mean, I don't. Or was it Dream Connect? I forget what it was. Uh, I think uh, with the, the wireless Dreamcast controller. I uh, hope it's not as expensive as that, but just as cool. I'm really hoping that they don't have to like destroy old Saturn controllers in order to make these wireless dongles to connect to the Saturn. Uh, Sacrifices need to be made, my friend. Uh, I don't know about that. I, f I feel cut, like there's going to be some cut. factory in China that can still sell those connectors, even though they're proprietary. They'll figure it out. I think there. I think there was actually some uh, models for that, like three, like 3D prints and designs for that that you could get that. But I could be wrong. 
I usually am. But we'll see. All right, moving on to the next article. Sega and Microsoft equals new games or a platform. That was me trying to be confused. I'm confused all the time. But uh, yeah, uh, Monday, November 1st, Sega announced a partnership with Microsoft using its Azure cloud platform to produce large-scale global games. So I don't know if that means they're going to be like on the cloud games or it's going to be large-scale games using the Azure platform to generate online servers and stuff like that. Uh, we the originally they announced that we talked about that and reported back in March of May of 2021 that they're working on the super game. I just don't think it was related to Microsoft. But uh, you just don't know what Azure is. It's their cloud platform mostly for like enterprise stuff. So a lot of like workflow stuff. I use it at my work. Uh, it's really good. Uh, you can actually. I, I'm not gonna go into it because I don't want to dox myself, but. It's good for I use it for my work. Uh, can l launch up a lot of really cool, little cool uh, agents for building stuff. I really enjoy it. I really enjoy it. I don't know if you have you messed with Azure at all, or do you guys use something else where you work? No, it's just it's just Office and Teams and stuff. It's um, you know no 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 fancy because it's just not we don't really do development. We just do research. Uh, you know. Fair. I just want to comment on this, uh, the, the whole super game uh, thing that they're talking about. Uh, that just sounds like a, an excessively marketed word for MMO. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking, such with the cloud platform. I think it might be like a Fantasy Star Online 3 situation or maybe like a, a Sonic MMO where we could be our own personas. And that would, I don't, I don't think the world can handle that. Uh, I don't think well, we you don't, need you don't want uh, you don't want to you don't want like 50 million black and black and red hedgehogs walking around being edgy. <sighs> um, I'm, I'm I'm sure the the X the hedgehog whole scene can survive just off of Sonic Forces, and Yikes. maybe Sega could, could finally utilize more than one IP at a time and make an MMO that might even be uh, original. I mean, Ooh. Sega don't. Do they currently own, or do they just produce the Persona SMT series? Oh, uh, that's Atlas, but technically it's their yeah, parent At company, so... Yeah, Atlas is Sega, right? Yeah. yeah. Well, I mean, Sega so, owns I mean, Atlas, or I think it's like a... It's a weird thing, I think they just own it, so... I mean, if they own it, they own it. Fair. I'd um, like a Soccer Wars MMO, that'd be pretty good, but I doubt that ever come to fruition. Yeah, they, they don't. Sakura Wars does not have the uh, the fan base or the pull to sustain an MMO. You need millions of players for that. But uh, uh, SMT, if they leverage Persona, could just do like a Pokemon style clone where it's just you know instead of Pokemon, it's demons. And you know they haven't changed the demons since like the Super Nintendo. So that'd be kind of cool. Like, yeah. I mean, it seems like an easy thing to do, but you're probably right. It's probably going to be another Fantasy Star Online uh, where they don't really fundamentally change anything and they don't really attempt to make a story. They just kind of just put Newmans and humans and robots on. <laughs> I, 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 just, I just imagined uh, a Newman from uh, Seinfeld. Oh. Just like 1,200 <laughs> of those. Put 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 Newman from Seinfeld next to a human and a robot, and put him on some completely new setting that has absolutely no uh, storyline ties to any of the previous games. So you can't get invested in this one either. 
and then uh, run that game into the ground and don't port it to America for 12 years and uh, see how that goes. It will go well. I know it will. But uh, actually, I'd be down for a Shining Force MMO. That'd be kind of cool. Again, it, they're only going to be doing... Because Sega doesn't know how to use an IP. They're only going to be doing uh, an IP that they can they, they have confidence that people know about. Especially for an MMO. MMOs are very risky and can bankrupt companies. Mm, uh, just fair, look at literally every, every MMO that's not like uh, Blizzard or, or uh, Square Enix in the last decade. The last 12 decades, probably. No, that's actually no, that's 120 years. That's 120 years. Sorry about that. Did my math wrong. That's before the dawn of video games. I'm not thinking straight today. But yeah, uh, I don't think they. I don't know what they would do. I'd be excited to try it though. I hope it's good. Somebody said uh, Panzer Dragoon MMO in the chat. Uh, Never be interested. I I'd find the Samba de Amigo MMO more likely than the Panzer Dragoon MMO. Sega does not care about the Panzer Dragoon uh, IP at all. That that's dead to them. Yeah, but um, Virtual Cop MMO. Uh, you heard it here first. That's my call. <laughs> That'd be cool. Uh, but anyways, uh, definitely look forward to this whenever this materializes. I wish. There is more we could say about this, but it literally is just a bunch of like, oh, we're going to work with Microsoft and make some cool things. Here's some cool technologies. We're going to make Azure, Microsoft do stuff, and now, it's going to be here's sweet. If it's a partnership with Microsoft. They have two games in production that they signed off on. Oh, geez. Uh-oh, we got an invader in here. Panzer now, now. having Panzer Dragoon remake and the VR game, they're signing up. It's clearly not dead to them. I don't know okay. what you're talking about. So, so a remake <laughs> is not a new game, and a VR game is also borderline not a main release. Uh, putting putting on really... all these putting on all these goalposts is not is not uh, good. It's not not good thinking. It they are brand new games. This is a remake that's enhancing the originals, and a VR game they are a game. To be, fair, it's, to, to be fair, it's not a, uh, it's not uh, yeah. Sega that's making it. It's like t two other companies though. This yeah, one looks like a direct. They still have to sign off on it. They still have to they're, sign they're off. They're outsourcing it. Yeah. yeah, they're outsourcing it. They're not really putting effort into it. And by definition, a remake is not a new game. Um, but I mean, yeah, at the very minimum, it's a step up from making a gotcha game, which is what Shining is getting. Uh, the point is, gotcha Sega Shining is not MMO. You heard it here first, people. So, so the, the 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 baseline here is just that the Sega is not a good steward of their own property. However, what I was about to bring up is that Microsoft has actual potential to make an MMO. They they own the Fable series, do they not? Yeah, they do. Well, I mean, there you go. As long as you well, they're working on Peter the Fable Molyneux Four right now. Oh, is P is Peter Molyneux uh, involved? Probably, definitely not. Wait. Which which one is it? Yes, he's not okay. involved. Yes, he's not involved. Okay, so then no. Okay, uh, then, I, I, then I don't know. I don't. I don't like Fable, so I don't know. Yeah, uh, I I don't trust Sega to make a good game with their own IP on themselves, but they can produce, uh, as evidenced by uh, you know Atlas remaining its own sub studio and being able to put out good games. Uh, and if if they're in partnership with Microsoft, I suspect the Microsoft. Uh, properties are in play. 
So maybe a Halo MMO, maybe a Fable MMO. I'm sure Microsoft. It'd be, weird, it'd be weird. It'd be weird for Sega to collaborate with that. It's probably going to be some Sega related. They're just using their platform to develop it. Microsoft I mean, platform. maybe. It's a, it's like saying that you're going to collaborate with uh with uh Amazon to host your servers. Well, yes, here's the that's thing. how I took it. What? That's how I took it. It's they're just using the platform. They're not actually working with Microsoft to make games. Okay. But but Microsoft does does have okay, so they, they have a very strong platform. They have the, the whole Xbox Live Game Pass Ultimate platform, the Azure servers. Uh, they're coming out with a new version of Windows, which I assume is going to come out with, uh, at the same time with a new version of DirectX. So they're going to definitely be helping them, at least on the tech part, to make a shiny new game. I'm just not seeing a lot of marketing potential currently for Sega to develop one of their existing IPs into a super game, uh, what they're calling it, which is just I'm, I'm, I'm just reading that as MMO. Uh, if you you need an MMO, you need uh, a big enough world with a well structured enough story that is also popular enough for people to get into it. Uh, because there are also very very good well written uh, structures and stories uh, that recently came out that people like that that still died on the vine after two or three years, like uh, like Secret World or whatever it's called, or uh, or Wild something or another Wildstar. Uh, Star is like the anime. What? I'm just joking. Okay. Yeah, but but the 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 concept of, of a game this big, which is basically an MMO, let's just call it an MMO. A concept of a game this big needs an absolute certainty that it will be carried by millions of people. And the only people currently able of doing that are uh Blizzard, just by the fact that WoW is an institutional juggernaut, and uh and Square Enix because everyone knows what Final Fantasy is. And every once in a while, we get a new one, and EVE Online kind of rides on a m smaller but more consistent player base. But everything else just tends to die off after a year or two. Yeah. Uh, honestly, the only—I mean, I'm going to be honest here. It's probably going to be something really silly like a Sonic MMO or something. I, I really hope it's not a Sonic MMO. It's like, probably the best case be. scenario, honestly, yes, Panzer Dragoon is dense enough where they could ride around it and do a lot of stuff. Yeah, and all, uh, honestly, it's, and to me, it's either going to be Sonic, Shining Force, or Panzer Dragoon if they do it, or Persona, because they said it's Sega, so it could be some Persona, or sorry, uh, Shin Megami-related. It's going to end up being another PSO where uh, financially they're probably going to end up losing money on it. Unless, but, they, unless they just release it in Japan and keep the server small, I don't know. We'll see. Uh, we, got, we got lots of... Uh, Lots of time. Got this. Probably not going to come out for another year or two. So uh, let's see it to E3 2022, baby. Maybe we'll get to play it there. I know I'll be at E3 2022 if it happens. So uh, get your uh, get your sights on our website, and we're going to be covering that. So yeah, I think that's about it for this one. We had a lot of more articles to cover, so we're probably going to move on, and we'll go back to this when they announce more. All right, this one, this such an article is very interesting. The CD slash ODE toggle switch. So, uh, a commercial console monitor, World's Console Mons, announced a new toggle switch that will enable owners of a 20-pin Saturn 
So uh, ODE such as the Fenrir or Ray or Phoebe select between use of their Saturn optical CD drive and or their uh, their uh, ODE, which I think is pretty cool. I know a lot of people have always been arguing, oh, I I don't want I want CD the option for the CD drive for testing and stuff, but I also want the option for the ODE as well. And of course you use Satiator, but I mean you you also want it if you probably want to use it if you want to be able to use a, like, play some of the uh, VCD games. So it might be very, very useful uh, in that regards. Uh, in my opinion, I don't really have a need for it. I don't, I'm not saying that, that no one should be able to have it. I'm just saying that for my use case, I don't really have a need for something like this. Because it's like, I, I have two consoles. I have a, if I want a ODE, I'll just use my real ODE if I want a set... Actually, no, I have I have the satiator in that one, so I have uh, ODE one and a satiator, so it's like it's not really needed. So, if I really want to play the the VCD, I just remove it and put in the uh, the the pseudo Saturn to play that on the disc. What I'm confused about is the geometry involved here. How do you fit a uh, one a drive replacement ODE and a disc drive? Uh, uh, it looks like it looks like it looks like there's some space in the Saturn, so it looks like you is able to. Um, to break to break out it looks like it's a tight fit but it looks like it could fit yeah so here's a picture video right here the Fenrir fitting side of it it looks like it's small to fit in uh i believe a rea can also fit in there but something like the uh mode probably would not be able to fit in there no oh, matter I, the I size thought, i thought those odes had connectors that took up the connectors that the sat uh, the cd uh drive uh connected to uh, I think he 3D printed securing mounts to it. This is what it looks like in this video. Okay. So, yes. so this install might be a little bit complicated. I don't know. Maybe. They're saying right here that it might it might be able to work for the mode, but it'd be a very tight squeezing everything to fit inside of there. And you probably would lose the ability to use the hard drive. But oh, I for think... the mode, you're not, not going to be able to fit an SSD and a mode at the same time as a CD drive. I, I don't see that happening at all. Yeah, um, it's definitely you end up with a tricky card, business. Which is funny. That's all you need. You, you just need a, a 512 or one terabyte SD card. And you have every Saturn game you'll ever want to play. And uh, yeah, and then you just have to do a whole bunch of soldering work or just pay Voltaire to do it for you. Fair enough, yeah. I, it looks like this is going to probably be aimed at a non-solderable install. But uh, right now, the design's only for 20-pin Saturn. So if you have that, you're I mean, able to... I'm seeing uh, soldered on wires in in these builds. Oh, you've seen that in there? Yeah, I mean, uh, like uh, just just uh, the third image down or something like that. There's uh, oh yeah, I do you know, see those... it. Yeah. And, uh, and if if you're if you're gonna be hijacking connector ports but still allowing uh, pass through or something like that, I imagine you're gonna have to uh, solder on more wires onto the board or something. This looks like this is plugged into the power supply though. Those wires that are coming into that. My idea is maybe they just like sandwich it. It's like sandwich the ODE between both the connector port and the original drive. Do you think that'd be possible? That's my idea. What what I'm confused about is that the, does does the ODE have some sort of pass through so the 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 CD drive can still feed into the system? Uh, yeah, it's it's here. They have a switcher on there, so you could switch between it. So okay. you could you could pick between either the CD drive or the ODE. Okay, so that's the board with the with the three little ribbon connectors on there. Yeah. Yes. Okay, that makes that makes more sense. Uh, that's that's what he's selling that board. Okay. 
or making, I should say. Yeah. And, and potentially that 3D printed tray as well. Potentially, yes. Uh, bas basically, uh, the uh, the thing is that it's uh, it's definitely going to give the satiator a run for its money, especially with the ch the cheap price of the Fenrir. Uh, because it'll be able to have the CD drive, you'll have the Wi-Fi and the MP card support with it. So, uh, it's going to be a big game changer for the scene, especially if people want everything. Like if they want the CD drive, if they want the ODE, and they want the MPEG support, it's going to be all, th all three in one. So, it, does this thing have a price point yet? No, I think it's just initial designs right now. It doesn't okay. have a price point as of yet, but... I believe once this comes closer to fruition, uh, it will. Uh, the we'll we'll announce the price point and we'll keep. Um, like I said, we're gonna follow the project closely, so we'll check it out and see what they do with it, and maybe even have them on if possible. That'd be kind of fun. So, so I'm not super familiar with the Fenrir's um, compatibility list. If there are any compatibility problems as of right now, uh, but it sounds like this would be the path to the most complete Saturn that you could get would be a, uh, a Fenrir uh, with uh, a, a one terabyte SD card, a VCD um, card, and the um, and this switch, allowing you to switch back to the, the CD drive. Yes, I think it'd be, it would be the ultimate Saturn if they got that, because you get all everything, the best of both worlds, and have all that support. Uh, I'd be, I'm kind of excited to check that out. I think I might give that a try once everything's said and done. And once everything's set up, I think I'll be buying this. Which Saturn I'm going to yeah. put into, I don't know. I think I might put it into my, my capped one, my recapped one. I'm just not sure yet. This might require case modification. That too, that's a good point. Because so, it's unfortunate. It's like a manual switch you got to flip for the CD or the uh, Fenrir? Well, um, there, there, there is room in the Saturn to like wire out a switch to somewhere that's still accessible. Like you can, you can wire it out through the CD drive if you don't mind sticking your finger in there. And there's a little bit of a clearance there for a very small switch or better, you could put it just above the VCD slot. Again, with a small switch, it should fit within battery door uh, with just lead wires. That'd be kind of cool. Maybe even sell like a custom uh, back back case that has a built-in switch in it that you can wire up. I mean, yeah, that, that would work. It's just a little piece of plastic. You can 3D print it, and if you don't want it anymore, just throw it out. And because there's plenty of room in there for the the VCD card to run wires to it, and then just, yeah, you're good to go. Yeah, uh, with, with, with a card yeah. in that slot, it's I think the clearance is still something like uh, half an inch or something like that or more. So there's, yeah, there's plenty of room for, for this. Uh, I mean, I, I would prefer to leave these consoles as unmodified as possible. I think the only console where I've messed with the board or the case at all is uh, a PlayStation. But uh, for as far as like my Dreamcast is concerned or any of my other consoles, um, I try to keep leave the case as intact as possible. If I pull the drive out, I save it somewhere and I don't touch the board. I just plug things in. And uh, so far, all the ODE solutions that I've had so far have not required anything more than that, save for the PlayStation. It looks like it's, it looks like uh, Shadow Mask saying that. So you open and close the lid a second time to switch modes. Oh, that's that's fun. 
So yeah, that makes sense. Okay, bye. So Wait, yeah, is that what he's doing, or is that his idea? I, I think. Oh, uh, okay. oh maybe. I, I think. I thought that's. Oh, sorry. I thought that's what he was doing. No, I guess that's not what he's doing. Oh, okay. Because it would make sense as a binary switch, but you just have to do it fast enough during the boot sequence. Like, I, I don't know what the window is for determining what to load. Yeah, that's fair. But it just seems easier just to have a, a toggle switch. Yeah, it's it seems pretty interesting, and I'm gonna I'm excited to see what he does with it. Uh, right now, my my definitive thing is the satiator, but I I'm really excited to have the option for this. And once this is all said and done, everything's sorted on it. I think I'm gonna be going this route and just have the ultimate Saturn. But right now, the satiator is probably my favorite one out of all of the devices that are released as of yet. I mean, I'm I'm not aware of any VCD game that I want to play that doesn't already have some sort of patch for the non-VCD version. Uh, I don't think I'm ever going to need anything besides a satiator because uh, it's it's easier to dev on a satiator. You can just push stuff through USB. Yeah, it's it's. I think the Fenrir though, you can actually load from Wi-Fi too. Yeah, I guess. But at that point, uh, I mean, I'm 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 already set up here. I suppose if I had nothing and I wanted to save money, I'd probably I could go with a Fenrir. Assuming that the compatibility is good, I, I again I haven't checked in on it because I haven't had a need to. Yeah, but uh, for now let's. Uh, I guess we'll have to wait and see. But uh, follow uh, Will's console modification. Uh, at, it's at Will Console on Twitter, and keep up with the project. I can't wait to see what he comes up with, and hopefully I will be interested in buying it once that releases. Alrighty, uh, man, we're running out of time here. Uh, We'll talk about the, the Sega Saturn Bootleg Sampler 3. Uh, so back in October 2014, 24th, uh, uh basically took his own take on the Sega Saturn Bootleg uh, Sampler. So basically what this is is a demo disc that I can't mute. The YouTube on video here. After I get like Oops. 25 ads, of course. Well, you need to get U-Block. Where, where's your U-Block? Come on. I don't like using U-Block. But yeah, as you can see, his bootleg sampler with all the the demo games on there. Uh, it's it's really really cool. Uh, a lot there's videos on there and a game, so you can play short demos. You can play some short games. Uh, That's the I nice think, thing about the homebrew games is that uh, most of them will fit on a disc. Yeah, it's it's pretty sweet. So uh, I think I have the credits here. So the games that are playable are Tank Game. Cube Cat, Sonic Z Stream Ninja, Penguin Manmaru, and Sakura Wars Translation. I believe that's the the demo of that. And then the trailers is Police Knots, Grandia, Lunar Superstar Story, Fall Pro Wrestling, and Symphony of the Night. And uh, it's it's just really really interesting uh, the way that's set up. And then of course there's also the demo disc that Palmette did of uh, Shining Force Three uh, Deluxe Edition, which I think is kind of interesting. Um, but I think I think this demo is is a really cool one. It basically just lives up to the the uh, lives up to the the hype of the bootleg sampler three. I don't know exactly what he did the modify. I think he just modified the the original sampler himself. But you can see it's a cool little menu has all the games on there, and of course has all the videos. So if you want to play something, you can do so. I kind of would like this for like every competition. Is that is that that you guys make like a sampler disc? Where you can just play all these games on there, so that way people that want to experience it but yeah. don't want to download like eight games can just try it on here instead of just so having. 
It would be nice to have a, a, a demo disc for every competition we have, but that's that's a lot of work for Trekkies, and uh, you know people don't necessarily uh, submit everything Trekkies needs to add stuff to the sampler, and there's not room for for every game that comes out anyway. So uh, you know, like uh, it, on the sampler, there's what like uh, ten games being represented out of I think there's like twenty one entries, right? Yeah, I do think it'd be a cool like a cool like a uh, competition perk is that. The top X winners get put on the bootleg sampler. I think that'd be kind of really cool. Yeah, well, I mean, uh, if, if if we can get Trekkies to volunteer for that, I can't make them do anything, but uh, it would be appreciated. Yeah, I would be, I'd definitely be down for that. I think that'd be a really cool thing, like just having like a couple playable games and maybe some video demos of it. I think that'd be a really cool perk for the competition, it really would maybe motivate more people to get into it and be a, a better prize for that. It's like, oh, cool, I'm on my own published disc, and, like, maybe we can have, like, somebody, like, produce discs for it or something, or, like, like you know how they have, like, little little plastic thing? Just have that all set, the, the, so the, the cardboard thing, and have it put the discs in there. That'd be kind of really cool. But, yeah, I think it's uh, really cool. What games do you guys want to see on there? Uh... If they do do another one, let us know in the comments if they if they missed anything. But uh, yeah, I just think overall it's really cool, a really cool thing that he did for the community. I think oh ooh, I like this get a demo disc for the Shiro magazine. Ooh maybe like that. I mean that that would be nice. Um, uh, I'm I'm trying to think of how like th doesn't that increase your printing cost by a lot? Oh yeah, most it? definitely probably. More than likely, 100%. But I think it costs next to nothing to print out discs nowadays. It's like it's, pennies it's on the dollar. Discs, but it, I mean, yeah, yeah, I guess. And then, But you'd want to have the sleeve and, and put the insert in and, and put a, a label on the disc. And right now, you guys are selling the magazine for so cheap, I think, right? Uh, uh, was, we have no, we have no different, definitive price yet. It's kind of been on hold with uh, Dave, going, uh, oh, okay. Dave going a bit incognito. Ah, uh, okay, yeah. But yeah, he's got stuff to do. I'm hoping I'm hoping we'll be able to get it up before the beginning of next year. I don't know how feasible that is. I can't make any promises. We're we're, we're pressed so enough for time as it is, but uh, hopefully we can do a month it. And a half, basically, is what you're saying. Uh, probably not. Now I'm thinking about it. Probably not until next year. Probably, but yeah. I'm not going to promise any time frames because we literally don't know ourselves. But if it is for next year, then you, you're going to have the entire uh, homebrew competition selection for being able to try and print a demo disc. Even if it's just one of the games, you know, or or maybe get a random demo game uh, printed, depending on, uh, you know, because, uh, you know, maybe if you, we can't do the demo disc, but maybe you just get the full copy of one of the entries. Yeah, I think the only issue, though, with that is that we'd have to... Uh... Have to include a, a pseudo Saturn with every copy. No, no, everyone's got a way of loading something. We'll have to put needs pseudo Saturn to play. Yeah, yeah. Wrote, write it on on the front of it. We'll figure it out. But uh, yeah, if you guys are interested in getting these uh, playing these demo discs, you can actually download it now on uh, on our website. I don't know if we're hosting it or we're linking to the hosting of that, but. Yeah, if you guys want to download and check it out, you can download our website and uh, let Tricky know what, he, what you thought of it. I imagine it's uh, hosted on Sega Extreme. Probably. I can't see the link very well. I think it says... Yeah, it's, I, I can't read that. 
that link. My eyes are bad. Yeah, it's psychextreme.net. It's a psychextreme link, yeah. so... It's uploaded to the psychextreme forums. They're designed for people to download games off of. You're good. Yep. Sounds good, guys, but go check that out. All right, and our last article. Uh, we have one more article, but we don't really have time for it. Uh, this one I thought we'd talk about before the show ends, and this is going to be a fun one. So PlayStation takes credit for the initial Tomb Raider launch, and Center fans aren't happy with that. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't know if, I don't know if you saw that, uh, but you know, a couple weeks ago, uh, we celebrated 25 years of Tomb Raider, which first appeared on the Saturn, October 25th, 1996, in Europe, uh, exclusively on the Saturn. Uh, North American fans may remember it uh, that were released on the 14th of November in 96, but the EU fans got a nice treat experiencing it on the Saturn uh, for a few weeks before it dropped on all the other consoles and PlayStation. But uh, sadly, 25 years later, many fans are in a depression that came out on PlayStation first, including PlayStation itself in the UK, which is a bigger sin because that's where the, the game came out earlier first in. Uh, so basically, yeah, they posted the, 25 years ago, Lorecroft arrived on PlayStation. Uh, that is not true entirely. Maybe in, in a couple day, couple like a week or two. Uh, and people are tweeting out like uh, tweeting out uh, like uh, uh, shade to okay. them. D Dan Dan's post feels a little bit melodramatic, but I can't disagree with it. Which one? Dan uh, Driver. It's on the it's on the article. Oh, on the bottom of it. Yeah, we'll, we'll go. Yeah. Uh, yeah, basically. Yeah, basically. Well, that's a cute guy. Uh, he said, uh, "Yep." Rewriting any history is dangerous, especially when companies do it for their own sort of promotion. It may seem trivial, but erasing the Saturn debut of Tomb Raider for the, from the public conscience in favor of the PlayStation just isn't right and sets a, wrong, a worrying precedent. So I think he has somewhat of a point. I do think a lot of people that are that are that sort of uh, got used to the fact that oh well it was more successful on PlayStation, so that means it came out on PlayStation first, which is not how it works at all. And ironically, a lot of North American fans probably would think that way because it did come out on the same on the same day for all for you know PS uh, PS One PC and Saturn. So I can under I can understand people's uh, uh, confusion with that, uh, but I do so, think yeah, it is so, is worrying away. So 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 did they make did PlayStation make that tweet tweet on October twenty fifth? Yeah. Okay, so so they know the correct date, because that is when it came out on Saturn in Europe. Yeah. And how do you screw that up? It's called people thinking that PlayStation is where Laura Croft came from. But if you think about it, like if if you say Laura Croft, what system is she associated with? You're gonna hear PlayStation. While technically it was supposed to be a exclusive on Saturn that of course changed and got even worse by the fact that uh, Sony paid them uh, money to make it exclusive, especially it is a description of what happened exactly. If you guys aren't familiar with the way that the the exact uh, way the exact uh, process happened, so Sony PlayStation uses all the money and chops off the Tomb Raider two for themselves. Uh, so essentially, they paid IDOS all that money and got got exclusivity, well, console exclusivity on the PS One, while Saturn did not get any other Tomb Raiders after the first one, sadly. Which is a big slap in the face because it was once supposed to be a Sega Saturn exclusive experience, but then, of course, you know, money happens and Saturn fa Saturn's fail, and sadly, it didn't happen. Which was a bummer, really. It's a big bummer. 
And uh, I think I post. If I wrote about you know, it's interesting that uh, that if you have enough money, you potentially rewrite history, and if you're successful enough, you can rewrite history. So I guess this is a a a, a um a, a you know uh the the victors re the victors write history, and of course PlayStation being the victors technically, I guess they could do what they want in an incorrect world, but we got to keep the the true history alive that it actually came first on Saturn and was a Saturn child. But uh, yeah. So the thing about that is that the exclusivity didn't last very long. And to answer Shadow Mask's uh, question. So it came out in Europe on Sat uh, on Saturn in Europe on 25th of October, and then 14th of November in North America, it did North America, Saturn, and PlayStation. Uh, it is Saturn, PlayStation, and uh, and PC. Microsoft at the same time. Uh, DOS, not Windows, which is kind of weird considering how how 3D the game is. Like at that point, they would have had 95 to work off of, but whatever. I mean, you can um, launch launch DOS things from 95, so. Yeah, you can. It had native DOS support up until, like, at least XP, I think. But, uh, yeah, that, that's not really the point. The point is, uh, for North American, it's easy to make the mistake because that's when we did get it all at the same time for, for uh, two consoles and PC. Uh, but in Europe, it's, uh, Sony of, uh, of Europe making that mistake is weird because they're the last people to get it. Uh, uh, no, sorry, Japan's the last people to get it. But in Europe, PlayStation didn't get it until after... Uh, Saturn. Uh, Saturn obviously got it first in in Europe, and then everyone in North America got it first. Yeah, it's kind of a big sadness, and it uh, it just goes to show how unrepresented the Saturn is, and how people really associate uh, Laura Croft with the PS One, which uh, I think people uh, really s kind of view the same thing. I mean, now it's changed where they release it on multi multi platforms. That Square Enix owns it, weirdly enough. So, uh, if as long as we're rewriting history, can we just go ahead and assert that only the European Saturn version of Tomb Raider has a working nude code? Yeah, nude Raider works in the Saturn version, guys. If you want nude Raider, play the Saturn version. That's confirmed by me. Hundred percent. But anyways, uh, I think that's about it. Oh, are we over. Well, there's uh, there's Command and Conquer, yeah. uh, but you know that's. Everyone just go read uh, Peter's thoughts on Command and Conquer on their own time. We'll save that for next week. We'll save that next week. Oh, okay. we're, we're over by a bit. Uh, okay. I guess uh, we got to sign out or whatever. Yeah, we'll hear it next week. Dave gave me 25 bajillion articles this week, so thank you, Dave, for Thanks. that. <laughs> but we'll start off with, excuse me, uh, Command and Conquer next week. But uh, before we go, why don't we, why don't we thank our patrons so let me get the list up because i forgot to open the link to that i'm a bad patreon uh, i'm a bad patreon person b so uh, martin evans uh just just real quick i just want to give up the nude code it's abc start that's the nude code okay anyway go sorry i just had to get that out hell yeah also why is this so big so uh so let's let's name and shame the patrons. All right. So uh, so I guess the we thank all our uh, ten all enough patrons. So Emerald Nova, hi, you're right there. Thank you very much. I love you. Mm. Uh, Johannes Fetz, three two bit stuff. Derek, aka Team Momdu, or sorry, Momfest, sorry. Uh, Tanuki Trev, 
and Young Money SWE. Thank you very much for backing us at the ten dollar and up tier. If you guys would like to be shouted out on the podcast, uh, feel free to to back to back us on the on there. Uh, ten dollars and up will get you shout out on the Shiro Show and the podcast. Uh, all all everyone from one dollar and up will be put on the. We'll get in their name in the credits and possibly the magazine when they release that. And uh, we and of course, uh, early access content like the fully edited Shiro Show or or the early Pandemonium videos. So if you guys want that, uh, $2 and up gets you, most, gets you most of that stuff. Uh, so definitely backs on there. Uh, hmm? Oh yeah, uh, if you want Shiro merch, uh, if you want to support us but you want some merch, go on our merch store at Threadless, uh, Sega Sound Shiro. It's on our website, SegaSoundShiro.com. Uh, Emerald Nova is wearing the beautiful shirt. He is my shirt model. Do you want to stand up and show us the shirt? Oh boy. Let me, let me, let me get up in model front of the, the Emerald shirts. Yeah, there he is. Shiro shirt right there. We've got some beautiful yeah, merch. Yeah, I, go on a shirt. Uh, you get some pretty good shirts that you could view. Uh, if you guys want some of those beautiful shirts at Circa Designs, do I have any new designs yet? I'm working on getting some new ones up, so that'd be kind of cool once we get that. Don't know why it I opened it up in this window. It is it's incredibly comfortable, actually. Very incredible. Yeah, so your Threadless store right here, you can go to it. It's on our little website. Got some really cool shirt designs here. Got Sagata, got our Shiro Show with CRT. Got our Circuit Board designs. So if you guys want, to represent some cool Shiro merch, definitely check out our store. Uh, definitely patri patri patronize us. So uh, yeah, and if you can't and if you can't support us financially, definitely check us out. Uh, share out share out our stuff. Um, you know, like, comment, subscribe, ring the bell, uh, share us out. Let people know Shiro shows a Shiro thing. Nothing nothing but a chicken wang. 